Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Asking for a Friend. I'm your host, Elena, and today we have a solo episode. It's just me here in my little home studio, and we're going to talk about what I've been up to during the holidays. And most importantly, our main topic for today, as this is a solo episode, we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions, why I say screw them, and how you can actually make the beginning of the year the best you could. Because 2024, guys, we in 2024. So let's make this happen. Let's dive into the episode. Hello, guys. I'm so happy to be back. It was so weird. It was so weird to just be off um, of basically not recording a podcast for a week. It was only a week. Can you imagine? It was only a week and it already felt weird not to talking to my little mic on here. By the way, we're going to have a change in, in mics. In a couple of in a couple of weeks, because I ordered a new mic and I'm really excited about this because this thing that I'm recording with is heavy. It's like it's the Yeti. If you have ever like if you're familiar with mics, like the Yeti is like a beast. The stand that it's on probably weighs like a kilo or like more than it. So it's it's kind of it's it's a little bit harder to just be be really spontaneous with it. So I'm really excited to get new equipment. It's January 2nd. Where has the last year gone? Also, I have so much to talk about since I haven't been able to record for the past week or like two. I'm like, you know, I have so much to talk about. First of all, Christmas, how was it? How, How did we feel? How was Christmas for you guys? Was it busy? Did you actually get to use some of the tools that Leah and I shared in the last episode? Because Christmas with family can get a little mentally draining let's say that uh, especially when you have kids there or you know and I, when family comes together and i don't need to repeat myself because we talked about this in the last episode but christmas isn't necessarily the easiest time of the year and not the most relaxing but i feel like between the years like the days between christmas and new years it's it's kind of a limbo no one knows what day it is no one has a clue what time it is uh, making plans is, is kind of out of the window some people are working which that was the craziest thing it was I think it was the day after. I think it was the 27th or something. And in my family, we we have things going on until the 26th. So on the 27th, that's the first day that we don't we had don't have any obligations when it comes to family stuff. So on the 27th, people start working again. So I went into I think I went into the city and I walked past I think a convenience store or something. And I was like, why are they? No, I know it was, it was actually, it was a law firm. I walked past the law firm and and I looked into the window and I said to my friend that was with me, I was like, um, why are they working? <laughs> and then it hit me in that moment. And like, my friend was like, well, you know, because like people work between the years. And I was like, I, it, it completely went over my head because like I used to work between the years as well. When I was still in my old job and my corporate job, I used to love working between the years because no one emails you back. And that's one because it's the worst thing if you write an email and people already email you back and, and there's a big, big back and forth and you know, you get it. And, but when you're in, especially when you're in the office, in the office between the years, that's the most magical part because you have all the space to yourself. No one's coming to you with any questions. You can just chill and get some work done and no one bothers you because let's be honest, people start working on the eighth again, especially when you're at like, in the entertainment industry, when I worked in the entertainment and fashion industry, I think I didn't get proper callbacks for anything we wanted to work on until the middle of January. So January is kind of a weird month 
But also, it's a great month because it's the new year. Also, we have to talk about this. I have so much. See, I have so much to talk about since I wasn't on here for the past two weeks. So I now have a lot to talk about. I don't really have a have you heard that today, you guys. And you know why? Because I wasn't online. I did it, guys. I did it. I actually, I deleted TikTok. I deleted Instagram. So basically, I am absolutely not in the loop when it comes to pop culture. I only like, you know what? Like my last resort was, I kind of watched a couple of YouTube shorts, but they're not really as current as like Instagram or TikTok, TikTok especially. So I don't know. I don't, I don't have any, have you heard that? The only have you heard that is basically me talking about like what's been going on over the holidays with me because there was Christmas and then New Year's. What did we do? What did you do guys? No, I, my, my words are slurring today. I promise didn't drink, haven't touched a single drop of alcohol. That is a lie. That is a lie. I touched a little bit of alcohol, but I basically I haven't drank in three years like properly. And that, with that, I mean, I haven't had a full glass of like champagne or beer or whatever it is in like so long. I only had like a shot of like schnapps for my granddad's birthday. Basically, my granddad passed away last year and his birthday is always over the holidays. So we went to his grave and just because he had this one schnapps that he would always, whenever we would visit, he would always be like, oh, now you get a noble tier. And if you are from uh, from the west of Germany or like close to the Netherlands, you know that kind of schnapps, noble tier. But basically we um, we met at his grave because he just passed away earlier, like two months before. And and then we just we drank a shot on him for his birthday and cheers to him. That was kind of sweet. That was that was really sweet. And it was the first time I had been at his grave. So uh, it was a little bit emotional as well. But I was there with, with, with a lot of my family. So that was great. How did I get here? Alcohol. Um, New Year's. <laughs> so basically, what did we do for New Year's? I know. Sorry. That was like a, a little bit of a, that was a little bit of like a, call, not callback, but like that was, came out of nowhere. Did you make plans? Did you lay low? Did, were you parting it up? Like, I remember when I was, when I was like beginning mid twenties, even in my, in my teens, like we would have like the most insane New Year's Eve parties. It was crazy. We had like plans. We would dress up. And like back then um, in my teens, when I was still living um, in like a small town, like there were always parties and then you can always go there by bike anywhere. My my jacket got stolen a bunch of times. I would come home like early in the morning. Sometimes we slept over at friends' houses and stuff. And now that I think of it, sometimes we didn't make the the smartest choices and then you slept over at like some random person's place but yeah um <laughs> just reminiscing about this just make me make me laugh a little bit because i have this one specific new year's eve in my in the back of my mind where <clears throat> where basically we went to this party one town over it was this huge one and i was wearing a sequin and the sequin dress i think it was h&m it has like it was a mini dress it had like spaghetti straps and then the sequins were black but matte black and it looked absolutely gorgeous. It looked incredible. I felt like a million bucks. And of course, heels. Back then, I used to wear heels anywhere I would go to party. Now, you could not make me. I will always wear sneakers when I go out. I even wore sneakers to a wedding because, yeah, it just, it just fit the dress and everything. But basically, I was stressed. And at the end of the night, like in the morning, basically, my mom picked me up from my friend's place. 
and my whole arms were just there were so many scratches like it looked horrible my all my whole arm looked like trigger warning my whole arm looked like I was like I was bleeding basically and I was like where did I get those and and I was like did I drink that much no I didn't like I could still remember the night I still remembered everything and then it hit me. It was the fucking dress. The sequins sliced up my arms because they were so sharp. And of course, you're dancing. You're like hugging people. And like my whole arms, it, I looked horrible. My mom seriously asked me, she's like, are you okay? Did something happen? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like nothing happened. But that is, that's the kind of New Year's that I remember when I was a teen. And now as I got older um, and... Uh, yeah. And as I don't drink anymore, like the not drinking doesn't bother me at all. Like there's so much good, like non-alcoholic wine or gins or whatever. So I, I always find like stuff to, to drink. And now I've, like no one is bothered. Like I, there used to be a, a time and that's why I want to make an episode on sobriety as well. There was a time when people gave me shit for not drinking and they would kind of push you and be like, oh, come on, just one, just have like one shot. And you would be like, no, thanks. I'm good. And everyone, everyone is excited when you're the designated driver. Everyone is just like, oh my God. Yeah. Can you take me home? It's like, yeah, sure. Like I'm driving. So whatever. And basically as I got older, like we went to more parties and when I was still in Hamburg, we used to celebrate a couple of new years, like always with the same kind of group. And that was really fun. Last year was the first, not last year, that was 2023, but 2022 was the first year where I spent New Year's on my own. I was here in my hometown. I didn't want to go to Cologne or anywhere to to celebrate. So I just stayed home. I stayed home. Um, I did a little New Year's ritual with like meditation and journaling and just like vision boarding. By the way, vision board parties. My friend through a vision board party for her birthday. Her birthday was on the 29th of December. So just a couple of days ago. So she threw this vision board party. It's the second year in a row. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. So basically I had that 2022. I had that kind of vision board on my little altar with like my candles and everything. And I watched a movie and it was just so chill. And then at midnight, I just went downstairs said happy new year with my mom and her boyfriend and then I went to bed. I was asleep by 12:30 and I was up by 9 and went for a walk in the Netherlands, which sounds far away, which is just 15 minutes from my hometown. So, but it was so nice, no hangover, no nothing. And this year actually was not similar, but it, it was also really chill. Like a friend of mine, we basically we booked ourselves a spa day for a day. And then we went there at 9.30, came back around afternoon, ordered some sushi, watched some movies, did some journaling, some, you know, just like sitting together and cheers to the new year. And then, uh, yeah, we went to sleep. And you know what? You might think it's lame. And you know what? I don't care. <laughs> Because no one can tell me that anything good happens after 12 a.m. Mostly we're just anticipating the new year. And then after we all cheers and we're excited and maybe get our new year smooches, then what happens then? People get just literally drunk um, or there's couples who fight or you're sad that someone didn't text you or some maybe they did, but you're not in the same city. And then people get sad and I don't know. It just or sometimes we used to then go to a club, which <clears throat> let's be honest, that also not the most fun time then. So I actually got kind of okay with having chill New Year's. And actually, 
this is probably the fourth year in a row that I'm kind of having a chill New Year's because during the pandemic, we already had to celebrate at home. So I remember two years in a row, I celebrated with my best friend and one year was with another friend of mine. And we just had like also the most chill thing. We went to the beach um, in the north of Germany during the day, came back, then had like like cooked and had did like face masks and all that. And then just watch the firework from from the window. And that was it. And this is my plea for don't go to a New Year's party if you don't want to. You're not going to miss out on anything. You're not going to be like shunned from your friend group. If they do, then get yourself new friends. But you're not going to be shunned. Like, listen to yourself. Listen first and foremost. Like, what are you up for? Do you want to? go party on New Year's Eve. And this is, of course, for next year. But <laughs> this is basically my PSA. If you listen to this on the second and you're like, oh, I should have listened to myself. Okay, cool. Don't don't be like, don't beat yourself up about it because you have a new chance this year, 2024. By the way, not to get super, not to get super into numerology today, but it's 2024, which is a number eight. So if you add all the numbers, it's number eight. So it's a number eight year, which stands for luck, prosperity, abundance in all sorts of ways. So this is a good year, guys, because 2023 was a number seven year. So two, two, three. Number seven is basically emotional healing. It's like deep healing. It's a lot of trial and tribulations. It's basically, it's the hard work. It's, it's, we've, we've been through the thick of it. And we had to do that last year. And I tell you, like so, so many things happened last year that really tested me that this year is basically our proof that we can handle anything. Hell, like we handled a lot this, like last year, 2023 was a, was a draining year. And here we are, we made it. We made it. It's the 2nd of January. We made it and we're here and we're going to go on. So um, number eight here. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Also, I want to urge you, um, if you haven't done that yet, think of a word that you want to represent your year 2024 because it kind of, you can always come back to it. Maybe you want to write it down somewhere and post it somewhere where you can see it every day, maybe on your fridge or at your workplace. Mine for 2024 is luck. Because I decided it's like this year, I'm going to be so fucking lucky. And amid luck, I don't mean that I don't work. It means that I will, that I will see opportunities, seize them and see like how lucky I am for, first of all, all the people in my life, the opportunities that come to me. And last year, I think it was love. And with love, like, of course, you first of all, you think, oh, like partnership or whatever. That didn't happen last year. And that is okay because I realized that there is so much love in my life, especially from friends. That is insane. It's insane. So think of a word. Think of a word and just take that with you. By the way, this episode, as you can already tell, doesn't really have segments, but we're going to get, I think we're already in that's mental. But like, have you heard that? Of course. It was a little, it was a little low. They didn't have a lot. Have you heard that? But Again, it was because of my social media break, which I really liked. But yeah, so that's on the year 2024. You know what's absolutely insane to me? It's that we start the new year in January, in the middle of fucking winter. And you know what? The true new year for me, at least, and I know that it's like in astrology and such as well, 
It's in March, which makes so much more sense. Think of it. Who would begin a year in the middle of winter where we are meant to hibernate? It's like so close to winter solstice, where it's basically winter solstice. We're just going to be hibernating with everything slowing down. And then bam, a week after it's like new year, new me, yada, yada, yada. It makes no sense. It makes much more sense to start the new year in March because it's spring, everything greens, everything just like everything basically blooms and just like comes out of hibernation. So for me, when I think of, and this is what this episode is about, it's about resolutions, right? And why I'm not a fan of it. And I say, screw that. But for me, whenever I think of the new year, I'm like, you know what? This is just this is just like okay, we're entering this this new numeral year. But for me in March, I always give myself until March. I'm like, you know what? Whatever happens in February and like January, February, it's okay. That's a trial run. I can still like go in and do my shit, but March. And that's like it's just a nice way to think of it because it takes the pressure out of it as well. Pressure. Good call because um, I feel like the new year comes with a lot of pressure. Like the new year, not only New Year's Eve, where we think we have to make these grand plans, but also we always think like before the new year, we have to have all our invoices paid. We have to have everything done because it's the new year, right? And everything you take into the new year, like what if you haven't finished yet? I call bullshit. It's great to have this done as a means of, okay, before the holidays, before I have some time off, I want to get done with as much as possible so I can actually take this time to really lay low and not think about unpaid invoices or to-dos on my to-do list. But other than that, it has nothing to do with you entering the new year. Absolutely not. And that's why I'm also not a big fan of resolutions. There, I said it. Because we always think of this saying, new year, new me, right? We have heard it all. New year, new me. Okay, so so what were your new year, new me kind of things this year? And what I'm asking is because I used to be the person who had like a list. I had a list. I had a list of like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym three to four times a week. I'm going to cut out sugar entirely. I'm going to write my book in like three months. And then I'm also going to do, you know, you get the gist. You get, you get the idea of what I'm telling you. But by... January 31st, I was so done because it was absolutely not attainable. And we have this, I feel like the new year, it gives us this vigor. It gives us this, this, uh, this impulse of like, okay, I'm going to change everything now because this is my chance. We talked about it before. You have a chance to change something in your life every single day. With every new day, you have the chance to go again. And of course, at the beginning of the year, it's a good incentive because everyone's doing it. That's why the gyms are packed in January. Also, why I don't mind. Like you can, I'm a, I don't like to go to the gym as often, but when I go, I have like either my classes or I go to times that, that not as many people are there. But in January, like usually the gyms are, are packed and that's no news to anyone here. But I don't get mad about it. I know that a lot of people are like, oh my God, it's like so full now and it's like so annoying. I don't mind anymore because I know most like 50%, statistically 50 to 60% are not going to continue after January. So after that, it's going to be back to normal and that's fine. And so in that time, it's it's doable and it's adjustable. Like you can still, you, you don't have to completely freak because it's the same thing every year. So why is that? Why is it that so many people will not stick with their resolutions? 
And the reason is they don't have a why. They don't have a why for what they're doing. Let me tell you what I mean by that. So if people have a resolution that says, I am going to go to the gym three to four times a day, uh, three a day, can you imagine? I mean, no, some people, hey, hey, you do you. If you, I, there used to be a time where I went to the gym twice a day, which was not my healthiest time, but that's um, food for another episode that would totally um, explode this episode. But there. They're thinking like, okay, my resolution is I'm going to cut sugar and I'm going to go to the gym three to four times a week. Cool. That sounds good. Um, The first thing why those resolutions fail is if you have before that, you went to the gym once a month, built the necessary motivation yet or like discipline to go from zero to 100. It makes no sense. Like you need an incentive, but if you don't have that. So like what I mean by why is... Why do you want to go to the gym three to four times a week? And most people will probably say, okay, I want to get more fit or I want to lose weight. But that incentive sometimes, like they are not aware that that is their why. So then it's like the question is, why do you want to be more fit? Why do you want to lose weight? And that's where we come closer to our why. This is just an example because there are tons of more resolutions, but it always comes back to the why. So why do you want to go to the gym and why do you want to lose weight? Because you want to feel good or you want to look good. Both totally valid, but there's your why. So if you have that why, you can make decisions from that standpoint. If you don't have a why, you will, you will slowly but surely, or like maybe very fast, fall off the wagon because there's no incentive. There's no like long-term red thread that makes you stick to your new habit. So when you know that you want to feel good, it's not only about the gym. It's about who you surround yourself with. It's what you eat. It's um, who you meet, what boundaries you, you basically put up for others and for yourself. So what I mean by that is if your goal is, if your resolution is, I want to lose weight or I want to feel like your why is I want to feel good. And if you want to go to the gym three to four times a, a week um, and your why is because you want to feel good, it kind of gives you a more adjustable framework to work with. So if you want to feel good, you want to maybe move your body more. And maybe that doesn't look like going to the gym three to four times a week. Maybe that means going for a walk every two days or to a dance class. So it kind of broadens the topic. So the why gives you much more freedom. Resolutions keep you in this very tight frame. Resolutions keep you in this really narrow space. There's no room to play with it. When you're saying, okay, my resolution is to feel better this year. Okay, cool. What does that look like? And there we go. It, it inspires passion. Resolutions a lot of times don't inspire. They close off. They inhibit. Why would we do that? I wouldn't want to keep up doing something that, that I feel I have to do, that kind of limits me, that where I have to sacrifice certain other things for. But if I have something that inspires passion, that inspires exploration, and that it inspires just like, how can I get to there? So resolutions are always just goals. They're always just like these goals and these pinpoints. And whenever we have done this, we're in the present moment and it's not as exciting anymore. Whereas when you have a why, you always know why you're doing it. And then these little milestones, like for example, going through to the gym every second day, those are like little, like, you know, the pins 
on your on your path basically so you go from pin to pin to pin but you have an overarching why like the red thread and this also then kind of proves the saying the root is the goal like your goal is not to arrive somewhere your goal is the path that leads you there that's why a why is so important and that's why i don't like resolutions that's why i don't do resolutions anymore i will sit down every single january or the end of the new uh, of the of the previous year and i will write down what my aspirations are what my intentions are for example for 2024 i intend to do more breaks like to give myself more breaks because when you're self-employed like people say like you can work like 24 7 because you make your own time frames your own timeline so i don't want to work 24 7 and my intention is to find more room for me for others that would like if it's a resolution you would say okay i'm gonna cut down on my work time and so by February, you're already feeling pressured because everyone is getting going ahead. Q1, yada, yada, yada. And, and we're hitting these numbers. And so you're feeling pressured. But if you have your why, so, so why do I want to do this? Because I want to feel better. Because I want to give myself more wiggle room. Because I know I can be more productive if I take more breaks. So my intention is something I do to help me. An intention is something that I intend to keep for a longer time. Resolutions set expectations. Intentions make room for exploration. And this is why I also feel like the new year no longer represents something to me that stresses me out. Right now, I'm so excited because I know what I'm going to do for the next couple of months. Like, basically, I don't know. I just know that where I'm going to be. I'm going to be in Hamburg. I'm going to be in London. I'm going to be in France. I'm going to be back in London. So I know where I'm going to be. And that's really nice. I feel like that was part of a song. No, I'm going to be. I'm going to be. The way. And that's how I said it. Oh, my God. <laughs> And, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this earworm. And I would walk five hundred miles. And I would walk five hundred more. So um, have fun with this earworm. But what I meant to say is, I know where I'm gonna be. I don't know what's gonna happen. And that's the other thing about resolutions. Resolutions have such a tight frame, especially when it comes to these things that you like. I'm gonna give up sugar. Yeah, and then you have five birthdays in like one month and you're thinking, oh, but I, I want to enjoy that cake. And then you keep yourself from eating that piece of cake. And then because you want to stick to your resolution, but in that moment, like you feel miserable and that's not what we want. Like we don't want resolutions to inhibit us so that we don't feel good. So if you have your why, if your reason for not eating sugar, for example, is because you want to like live more healthily, then you can still decide like maybe I'm just going to eat like one piece of the cake. Maybe I make it a little smaller and maybe then I eat two carrots to it. But completely abstaining from something, it's not going to do it because when you're, it's like with a kid, like the more you tell them you cannot, like that someone cannot do it. Like think of yourself. If someone tells you don't touch that glass of, I don't know, that glass of pudding, that was a weird thing. But like if someone tells you not to do something, what do you want to do? Are you going to stay away from it? No, you probably want to do it even more 
just because someone said you shouldn't do it. It was the same thing that happened to me when I was younger. Like when I was like 16, I was allowed to go to parties and stay there until 12 because after that, you had to go home. Like when you were over 18, that's when you could stay as long as you wanted. From 16, you needed either like a mommy, like um, a mommy pass where someone would basically chaperone you while you're there not by your mom but like someone who was also also then over 18 or you had to go home so and there's a basic difference between me my dad and my mom my mom always said i know that you have to leave at 12 so i trust you that you will come home but i don't want you to drive like we just as a clarification, we always would go everywhere by bike because in my area, all the parties that happened were kind of close to home. And so you could bike everywhere, but it was dark. <laughs> There's not a lot of streetlight lamps here. So it was really dark. And my mom always said, okay, I want you to come home, but I don't want you to drive alone. So I don't care if you're here at 1am or 2am. I trust you. And here's a very important point. I trust you that you come home right away and that you're not going anywhere else, but I don't want you to drive home alone. I was back home always because she showed me this trust. She showed me that she trusted me not to do something stupid and not to, not to misuse her trust. And so whether I was home at one and if I was absolutely shit faced, like she didn't care, like she wasn't mad or anything. She knew that I was just a teenager and that teenagers do this. We like explore and she was never mad. So that instilled in me this, this, this trust in myself is instilled in me this feeling of, oh, I am trustworthy. And that felt good. With my dad, on the other hand, like when I wanted to go to a party, he would say, you're here at 12. Now it's a, hey, but we only have to leave at 12. So that would mean like, if I have to be home at 12, that would mean I would have to leave at 1130. All my friends will not go home then. And and like, they will still be there. And he's like, no, you're going to be here. After that, I, because my parents are divorced, I should have maybe, I think I've mentioned that before, but um, after that, I did not sleep over there anymore when there was a party because I did not feel like I was being trusted. So there's the thing. And then that has, this comes full circle back to the resolutions because resolutions, they challenge our trust in ourselves. When we have resolutions and we only get to, like we say, okay, let's go back to the gym thing. Uh, we want to go to the gym three to four times a week. And then for whatever reason, we cannot go because every time we don't meet that resolution, we don't meet that, that, that benchmark that we set for ourselves. We're dabbling with our own trust in ourselves. With, even if we don't think about it that way, even if we don't feel about it that way, subconsciously, we dabble with our own trust. Because if we cannot keep the word we made with ourselves, like a word to ourselves, the trust is gone. Like we cannot even trust in ourselves to, to keep to that habit. And not because it's your fault, not because you're not trustworthy, but our brain is weird. So we don't want to do that. So instead, if we want to move our body and we didn't make it to the gym three to four times, can we at least move our body a little bit? Can we go for like a half an hour walk instead of going to the gym? Is that still like this way you're still keeping your word to yourself? This way you're still keeping, and that comes down to what I do, mindset. That's why I do mindset uh, mindset coaching, because those are the simple things, how we can still instill a habit, but we can make it more of an exploration instead of, instead of really just keeping it very strict 
and always setting ourselves these expectations that then chip away at our trust in ourselves whenever we don't hit something. And that's where the saying comes from. Like I, I hear people say this so often. It's like, oh, I am lazy or like, oh, oh, oh damn, I can never finish anything. It's like these are all like these are all mindsets. <laughs> these are all things. If you repeat them just often enough to yourself, you you are not lazy. You are not stupid. You are not this and this and that, whatever you want to insert here. Don't make this part of yourself. That is That is the worst thing you could do for yourself. You can say, oh, I behaved stupidly or I behaved lazily or like what I did was lazy. Don't make it part of who you are. Because that's not true. You always have the opportunity to change something. So resolutions. So basically to, to kind of cap my rant on resolutions is I don't like them. Screw them. Instead, set yourself intentions. What do you intend for this year? Who do you want to be this year? And I don't mean this in a way of like new year, new me. You don't have to reinvent yourself every year. It comes down to who you are at your core. Who is the best version of you? Not someone outside of yourself, but who is the best version of you? What does that person do? Is that person trustworthy with themselves? And if you have listened this far, I do think you are. You can be trusted, especially with yourself. And it starts with you. So instead of setting a resolution, I want to give you this impulse of setting an intention, an intention for this year. And this intention, make it as broad or as narrow as you want. My intention for this year is to inspire. And I know that is very broad. And whoever I'm going to inspire, I'm not going to narrow it down by who I'm going to inspire or like how I'm going to inspire them. My intention for this year is I want to inspire people and I want to inspire myself. So whenever I'm doing something or whenever I want to make a decision or need to make a decision, I'm going to ask myself, is that inspiring to me? Is that inspiring to someone else? And then I go by that. And that is having a why. And I feel like I should cap this here because I wanted this to be like not a, a super long episode, but screw resolutions. <laughs> Let's go into this new year with like an open mind and an open heart. And just know that this year stands under the number eight with a lot of luck and a lot of abundance. And we can do so much this year. And our goal should be to make this year the most beautiful year that we can make for ourselves. However, that looks like. However, that's going to happen. We're going to make a beautiful year for us. All right. And this is weird because usually, of course, I end these episodes by asking my guests like what they're asking for a friend or something like this. I just I think I'm just going to end the episode with you guys. I'm so excited what 2024 has in store. I'm so excited for this podcast to to just grow further, to evolve and just to become uh, to become so cool. And so just I have so much. I have so much faith in, in, in this whole endeavor and it's just so much fun. And the guests that I have for this year already are incredible. So keep on the lookout for that. And I just want to say, I wish you a great start to the year. You are incredible. Don't forget that. And now it's up to you. As always, what are you asking for, friend? What are the questions, especially now at the beginning of the year, what are the questions you are sometimes too afraid to ask? Let us answer them. So send them in. You can put them in the question box below. You can send them to me on Instagram at Elena Megan. And you can also, 
why can you also, <laughs> usually I, I have the guests here, so I'm like, oh, you can find us. Yeah, basically you can find all the information on me, on Inner Space Coaching, my baby, my business in the show notes below. I always love hearing from you. And until then, welcome to 2024. And I see you next week on Tuesday. I love you very much. Have a great rest of your day and mwah, bye.